The views expressed in the podcast you are about to listen to are the opinions of the presenter and the cast. None of us are official representatives of the companies we work for, and we are in no way responsible for what we say. If you are offended or otherwise afflicted by these opinions, please push the unsubscribe button in iTunes and go do something else. Welcome to Animation Conversation Weekly for October 1st, 2009. I'm Erdal And my name is Morten Avali. And we will be guiding you through the show. Today on ACP, we'll give you your dose of animation, your weekly dose of animation news, and we'll talk about the recent cartoon forum in Stavanger. And uh, from Stavanger, we'll have interviews with the representatives from Nickelodeon, among others, and we'll review Pixar's Up! So hold on to your horses, here's this week's animation conversation news. This week, uh, Cartoon Brew has a rather interesting uh, blog post. Uh, it talks about if you were to, if you do a short movie, should you post it online or should you send it to the different festivals? Um, here they ask a bunch of experts. Sure. Um, and they give you their feedback on what you should choose. I mean, because it's interesting because some festivals are say that if you show it, you short online, they won't take it uh, in their festival program. Yeah. So that's kind of a dilemma on what you should do. Uh, and it's a very interesting read because uh, you have among the guys doing it, there's um, people responsible for different festivals, uh, previous uh, or short filmmakers, uh, and also uh, the director of uh, Kung Fu Panda, Mark Osborne, has an interesting comment that if you, because like every one of us who wants to make a short movie, you know, you want to win an Oscar. That's uh, part of the reason we're in this business, the glamour and the money. Okay. <laughs> no, but anyways, um, he says that uh, you might uh, risk losing your chance at winning an Oscar if you post your movie online because they want to um, not pay homage, or, but uh, it has... It, their long roots in filmmaking, they want to, to kind of do the festival route for you to be able to be nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. So, but I mean, anyone who has an interest in or wants to or is making in their short film and wondering what to do about it, I would definitely recommend reading the article. It's very interesting. Uh, some very interesting people. And it's uh, it's and even for people who are interested in animation, it's uh, it's a well worth read. It's it's well, really well written and uh, interesting. Yeah, this is really interesting moving into the new digital century with uh, a lot of opportunities to show your stuff online. So you might want to get it out there as quick as you can, uh, unless, as you say, you um, have yeah, an ambition to get your uh, to get your movie to the festivals. Because I mean, it, it is a dilemma. Because you want as many people as possible to see your your short. Because you know, you you hopefully you're you're proud of what you've done. But you don't want to risk losing your chances at, you know, parta- participating in the festival circuit either. So it's. Uh... I think the the rules is going to have to change, and I think they are about to change because uh, at least at Anasi, I saw some stuff that I've seen uh, before, 
And I think a lot of the other smaller festivals are going to take the same route on that uh, issue. Well, I mean, uh, it says in the Cartoon Brew blog, uh, the, the interview, uh, Susie Wilson, who's responsible for a short film festival. And uh, she, she mentions that, you know, in her, for her sake, she would, even if the movie has been out on the, on the internet, I mean, it's the quality of the, the short in itself that should, um, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. It's, as long as it's good enough, it's good enough. If it's good festival. enough, it's they're gonna want to show it anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's that's my take on it too. I mean, it, I mean, because she also says that you know people want don't want to they want to see it on the big screen. It's it's different looking at it on your your laptop like three twenty times two forty whatever. Yeah, uh, and just getting the, uh, the chance to to experience it on a big screen with the proper sound and everything. It's uh, if you're a film enthusiast, you want you want to see that, and then it doesn't really matter if you've seen the movie before on a, on the internet. No, interweb or whatever. <laughs> cool. So they didn't come to any conclusion, did they? Well, some say you should do both. Uh, Mark Osborne says you shouldn't if you want to get nominated for an Oscar. And um, I don't remember everything. It's a, it's a few days. My goldfish memory. It's a few <laughs> days since I read it. So, um, but check it out. It's a, it's a good read. Yes, I will. Um, I thought this week I'd talk about some software because um, there's a there's a lot of cool software coming out um, these days. Oh, do tell. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, there's a software that I just heard about from this uh, this listener called Christian Leon Christensen. Thank you, Christian. Um, called Pencil, simple one word. Uh, can you, you can you, you draw with this software? Yeah, this this is a uh, <laughs> sort of a pencil st- test uh, tester, or, or it's not it's not a pencil tester uh, only, but you can draw just simple animation sketches. And this is this is an issue that's coming up all the time for me because uh, people ask me how can I get into in animation and um, how can I learn all that stuff. It the you know the software we use it's so complicated and it's. It it takes about ten years to learn Maya, you know. It's it's pretty complicated stuff to really get into it. Uh, so, so this is a great starting point, and it's it's not three D, but it's two D, and you can just um, exper- experiment with um, with uh, simple shapes and stuff like that. You know, just making a ball and and making it drop and you know stuff like that. Because um, I mean, you you can do like almost animation in photoshop now because you can frame uh in photoshop yeah why why would you use i mean okay so well well mainly because uh, photoshop is an 800 dollar ap- application and this true. this thing is free but and, this is this and is it's also for animation yeah this is a just a simple animation tool and it's got all the features you need it's got the onion skinning thing and it's got export for all kinds of really cool formats. You can just export it as a flash and upload it to YouTube. Uh, you can do all all kinds of cool things with it. Um, and it's free and it's available for uh, both the Mac, the PC and Linux. So this Amazing. is great stuff. Can you draw on top of your QuickTimes with this? Like, uh, There's an import feature in there. Uh, I can open it and see if there's an import for... Uh, you know, I haven't I haven't played with this a whole lot. I just we, got, we got to know about it. We can post on the show notes anyways. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about that. You can import a, a, a palette of some kind. I have no idea. But um, this is cool stuff and I think it's going to evolve. Uh, it's made by this two, these two French uh, guys. Uh, their names are Pascal Naidon and the other one... 
uh, has the name of Patrick uh, Corrieri. I don't know if your, they're French. French I just is improving. Guess. I'm just <laughs> guessing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. This next piece of news. Um, this is kind of Norwegian related, so I'll I'll try and make it quick. And I'm sorry about that. But uh, there's an online petition going to um, to get to see the your animated the animated features films that are coming out uh, at your cinema because usually they put them up in the crappy cinemas and they keep running for shorter 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 and shorter amounts of time <laughs> um and this is just your chance to speak up and say that uh, you want to see in the screen or this the cinema so you should get the chance to see them in a proper cinema uh and for a longer period of time because now you, you risk it only being out for a week and then they but i, I don't get this is this specifically an, an issue with the animated features or yeah but the original version not the dubbed ones not the super duper 3d glasses special version but the original language one with you know the original language but with norwegian subtitles so if it's a ghibli movie or a pixar movie or a sony dreamworks movie you get Mm. to see it as it was originally intended which is actually quite nice yeah and i prefer so this is your chance to speak up uh we post a link on the show notes yeah everyone should do that so go check it out my next news is uh, it's another software tip, and this this time it's uh, a software called Hitchcock. It's from um, uh, Cinemec um, uh, software. It's available at cinemec.com/hitchcock, and it's an iPhone app. And this is a store. It's a mobile storyboard app, and it's really great. You can you can just uh, run around and take pictures, uh, and you can use pictures you have on your iPhone, and and you. And you set the length of uh, each um, each photo, and then you can do all kinds of uh, transitions. Uh, you know, this, this, you use the stand, standard symbols for um, zoom and pan and all kinds of uh, storyboard um, uh, you know, standards. Um, can you can you draw you, on the storyboard uh, app also, or is it just an import feature? Uh, I don't think you can draw in it. You can write text on it and stuff like that, um, but uh after you're done uh, editing it you can you can play it and it will do the panning and it will do all that all those cool things and you, you will have like arrows and that shows you where the action is and all kinds of really cool stuff and you can scale everything um and i'm guessing you can export it somehow yeah you can export it uh, as a pdf and I'm, I'm not sure if you can do like a video but you can play it as a video so i presume you can export it as a video too. that's that's really cool it's a great 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 app and i absolutely want to encourage you to buy this it's 20 dollars at itunes and considered what it can do it's it's a great price i think it's a bargain i i think it is even though it's an expensive uh app to be an to be an itunes app it's uh it's really powerful and you don't have to uh, be able to draw so uh, that's a big plus for me i i, I mean this is great we've been talking about this uh, me and another friend who's uh, working on some uh, story related stuff just running around in the in oslo and taking pictures of ourselves and uh, and making a storyboard on the fly you know, without, without having to use all kinds of uh, complicated software and uh, taking photos and then importing the photos and exporting it. And you have all, it simplifies everything. You have everything in this little app. It's great. 
And for those of you who don't know, Oslo is the capital of Norway. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> today's geography. But moving away from uh, today's news, um, you were at uh, the Cartoon Forum last week. How was it? It was great. I had a really good time. A blast? Uh, it's, yeah. Uh, it's, it was way bigger than I expected. Um, and it's being from the creative part of the animation industry it's really interesting to get to experience firsthand the the business side there to me i mean it seems like it's almost equally big the the business side of the animation industry as the the, the creating the animation part which was a big surprise to me mm-hmm. um i definitely recommend anyone to go who has the money or, or, well it, it's really expensive we were really lucky to get to go uh, uh, for free uh, as a, as press, uh, so a big thanks to the the cartoon forum. Yeah. Um, but anyone who wants to has a dream of pitching a show or, or is planning a show or a series, by the, uh, I really recommend going. I'm, I mean, just go in once before you actually get to do your pitch, just as a research trip, because yeah. you do really ex- you do learn a lot. And it's um, I went to uh, there were like four. You could go to. Uh, four pitches before lunch and then there was time for two pitches after lunch and there was there was showing pitches in three theaters at the same time so there was basically uh, eight four times three twelve <laughs> twelve <laughs> pitches before lunch and then um, six pitches after lunch uh, so there's a lot to get to to check out and it's really interesting to go even to see the bad pitches yeah because you, you do really uh, figure out uh, what you should do and what you shouldn't do. So it's it's really beneficial, I think, if you're planning on uh, one day pitching some of your own stuff. Um, and it's interesting in the respect that you do actually learn a lot about the financial side of the business and, and how to go about, because it's not just a matter of showing up and pitching your ID. It's also like how, sh- how you should, uh, how much financing you should have done beforehand, uh, that they don't actually do the, or sign the contracts at the, the cartoon forum, but, that happens at later um, in the, at the uh, yeah. Cannes Festival and, and different uh, venues. Um, so as I understand it, it's it's like you pitch your movie and you have about maybe ten minutes to do it. Twenty so minutes to 20 do it. Twenty minutes to do it, and then there's there's a bunch of people in the in the audience that gets to ask uh, questions about uh, the yeah. project and really check if you if you really thought about this thing and in, ask you invest- simple and more advanced questions. Definitely, there's investors and uh, distributors in the yeah. as the audience, and it's it was quite interesting to uh, to experience because <laughs> uh, some of the pitches I felt were really good and really strong, and then uh, these uh, distributors that have been there, you know, at the forum for twenty or fifteen years, they ask like three questions, and they they just basically pick the whole pitch apart. Um, <laughs> so it could be pretty brutal at times. Yeah. But it's also really inspiring just to be there, just to soak up the atmosphere and 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 to be inspired by the pitches that the people um, present. Yeah, you think so, you're going to pitch something next year, maybe? I don't know. It's. Um, I think it's in Hungary next year, by the way. In case I think you if you should, if you should pitch, you should wait until they they go somewhere really exotic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Asia, yes. <laughs> stuff like that. But then you know it's a European uh, thingy, so that would be. Kind uh, of, Hard. but you never know fingers crossed um i was really lucky to get a hold of um some really nice guys at the festival and, and have the, the opportunity to or the chance to interview them um first one that we're gonna play here at the 
animation composition is uh, Howard Litson from Nickelodeon. Very nice man and really cool of him to let us borrow some borrowing for a few minutes. Um, I just want to say that the beginning of the interview the, is actually missing. I had some troubles with the <laughs> recorder and I felt really stupid. Uh, hopefully he didn't notice. Um, uh, and in the background, in the beginning, you can hear a lot of beeps. Uh, it's because we're standing right next to the the theater and they had these barcode register registering machines that beep uh, every time they check your barcode <laughs> on your um you're such an thing. amateur i know i find i didn't i didn't re- i didn't even hear it when i was standing there but when i listened to the recording it was like there's a quite a few beeps so i, I do want to apologize for that but he was really great uh he's a great sport and after that we'll play um another interview with uh the guy who's got to be probably the cleverest the most clever producer in norway uh Frank Muswell uh, of Cool Productions. I think he was the only one at the Cartoon Forum that had two uh, two pitches. Because hmm. you're basically just allowed to have one. Yeah. But uh during the interview he'll 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 let you in on a secret. Hmm. So he is pretty clever. He's like, yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> so what's the the next is there a next forum or are you going to Cannes after this? Uh yeah, this kind of, you know, part of the part of the kind of merry-go-round of things that we all do every year but yeah i mean mipcom would be the next one after this so again this this i think it's kind of a little bit like a tapestry i think during the year you go to these various markets i, I think i love this one because it's a bit more relaxed and a little bit more laid back and you get time to talk mipcom tends to be a bit more meeting after meeting after meeting and maybe you know there's a little bit more business kind of thing done there um, but I think it all goes together to make this kind of, you know, this it is this kind of grand tour that one does every year, looking for projects, making contacts, finding interesting things, finding things from left field. Um, and then from here, if we did find something, obviously, that may lead to some more conversations at MIPCOM. You know, if the if the producer or the, the content company is going to be there, we might follow up with conversations there. Um, yeah. Do you have any uh, last uh, hints or for aspiring animators that are, <laughs> have some kind of project that they want to you know, get out to the world and get to? I just to think show? it's a bit of a cliche, but you know, I always think it's just all about it's all about having you know it's just about passion and, and, and in your projects. It's about I just think don't try and make your project kind of fit your kind of preconceived idea of how you think. You know, if you think it should be X, then you know go for it. And I mean, I I always say from a Nickelodeon point of view the ideas that I'm always looking for are the sort of ideas that people think it's in the back of the notebook idea you know it's the idea that you love but you kind of think oh god I'm not going to show it to anyone because they just won't you know it's just too crazy actually that's the sort of thing that I'd really love to see I think actually we, any of us from who want to see that kind of thing want to see that you want to see passion and you want to see people who have a, a love for what they do because I think if you love what you do and you, you, you love your character and you love your story you know sure you're going to go through a development process with anything but um, I think you have to cling to that and have faith in your in your idea. But also know when you've an idea is not going anywhere as well. I mean, you know, knowing when to stop is is as important as knowing when to kind of cling on in there and and have passion and also be able to, you know, it's, it's a tough industry to get things made. You know, I mean, even I mean, you know, the history books get rewritten about SpongeBob, for example. But SpongeBob wasn't an easy buy-in, right? I mean, I'm probably one of the few people. Because I've been here so long at Nickelodeon, who was actually around when it was was a pilot, and we were all asked for our opinions on it. And I'd love to say that I said, you know, God, that's just going to be a smash hit. But people, you know, it was a way. It was out there. It was left field. It was original and different. But nobody knew. Uh, I mean, nobody knew. And anyone who tells you that they did know is telling a few fibs, you know. So um, I think it's just have passion and and stick with it, and you know. 
and just you know be you know creativity is the heart of every, all this and again it's all this has all kind of been said before but it's so you know content is king all that kind of stuff it's just so important to have faith in your project and passion for your project and love it because if you don't love it if you don't love it then no one else is going to love it right is spongebob squarepants is that like the the, the bar that everyone's trying uh, to over the I think, I think, sadly, I mean, you know, it's, you know, the thing is, if you're trying to do something like SpongeBob, I think you're sort of doomed to failure. You know, I think you see a lot of people saying, this is the next SpongeBob. I mean, I think the next, in inverted commas, SpongeBob, will be nothing like SpongeBob. It'll become something completely different. Because, you know, before, you know, it's to think of a world before SpongeBob, you know, who knew, that was you, know, under, a, you know, being pitched to sort of... Spongy lives next to a you know starfish who's you know and a, you know I mean it's just a crazy idea so I, I you know I think um, but it has ra- you know it's definitely raised the bar I mean you know it's 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 the kind of gold standard I guess SpongeBob in that sense and you know there's no and there's there's no problem with aspiring to something that fabulous and and I think if you look at SpongeBob though what's the success of SpongeBob it has got heart you know it's got a real kind of point of view and the characters are so well defined but you really like the characters as well and but also i think the key thing to go on a kind of huge ramble but 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 it's the the writing you know which is something else you know because you can get the design the writing and the writing it's always the writing in the end of the day the script you know whether you're in movies or whether you're doing animation the script is just fundamental to it really um, and I think with SpongeBob, all of that comes together in just a, you know a, a magical kind of combination, really. So, just a quick finishing off question uh, on, a, on a business uh, aspect: How important is the history of the production house actually making? Uh, or do you just look at the project and if the project's it, excellent, then you, it's not that? For me, deal. for me, it's more about the project. I think you can always you know you can always put, push people in the right direction. If someone comes up with an amazing idea. You know, you can. You know, we're all we all know enough people in the industry to be able to say, look, okay, that's a great idea. Of course, track record gives you a little bit of faith to get the thing made. But I think the key thing is to get the idea, and then you know, people, you can then put, push people in the right direction to maybe find a distributor or or a production house that's got more experience or whatever. But I think it's just as important to find, you know, the kind of one man and his dog kind of in an attic with a brilliant idea than it is to find something from a, you know, a top animation company that's been going for years. You know, no one has a kind of monopoly on, you know, amazing ideas. And I think the key is to always be open to that. And I think that's going back to why I like coming here is, you know, the companies with massive history who they're not necessarily going to have the next big hit. And I think, you know, it could be... You know, and, and interestingly, there's one example. I mean, just I, don't know, I can never do short answers, but you know, I remember finding a little show called Wobbly Land, which I, I think it was in Girona a few years ago, and it was a little Irish um, production. It was in kind of you know, like room three. It wasn't on the face of it the room that everybody else went to, yeah. and that was a real little moment for me. I sat in that room with about five other people, and from a competitive point of view, I was really pleased because I thought, well, no one else is going to see this, and it was just a joy. It was just something that. Um, I can't remember the creative creator's name, um, but it got made in the end by Three Brown Bag in, in Dublin, and, and we co-produced it in the end. And it's just a, you know, ended up being a series, just five minute little five minute shows, but beautiful. And, and I'm really, you know, pleased we've got that on our on our preschool channel. Um, and those, you know, that wasn't, you know, on the radar. That just came from left field. Uh, and some things you've just got to see made, right? And you go, you know, I really want to see that get made. And and we're in a very privileged position, position that you know we, you know we have a. My feel I've got a responsibility to try and see beautiful things make it to the screen. So you know, 
we don't always get it right, but uh, but we try. How fierce is the competition? Pretty fierce, yeah. I mean, you know, everyone seems I mean, happy. I mean, like it's a, that's yeah. The industry, it's a great industry because you know it's a funny industry because you know the the, the rivalries between say you know a Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, BBC, IT, it's, it is big corporate rivalry. But in, in but as an industry, it's great because we all really get on. We're all friends. Like one of my best friends, Finn, actually, just. Um, actually just leaving Cartoon Network but he's been there for 16 years um, and you know it's great, you know, we all hang out here, we, I think that's what's nice about the industry because I think if, you, if you're in the kids industry particularly, you're in it because you're very passionate about delivering quality stuff for kids and that almost sometimes, sometimes, not all the time transcends that kind of competitiveness but I also think it's a good thing, it's a healthy thing to have because that means that from a producer's point of view or a distributor's point of view or a creator's point of view, if you've got four or five or six or more people chasing your idea then you know, you know you're going you, to be able to cut good deals and you know it's nice to have that and it's healthy but I really like this industry because of that kind of collegiate kind of friendly approach and at the end of the day you know we fight like cat and dog to get those projects that we that we want and I think that's part of the joy you know you, you're trying to sort of it's friendly but at the same time you're, you're, you're always trying to find that little thing that someone else hasn't found that little yeah. diamond that you know that's the, and that's hard because in these days of you know the web and you know there's not a lot of things that everybody doesn't know about so originality is yeah key. yeah i think it's key to be i mean original well it's again it's such a cliche you know it's you know, there's a reason well, it's a cliche yeah and sometimes yeah exactly and sometimes you know you don't know what you're looking for until you see it right um because you don't know what it is i mean you, you, you wouldn't have known to be looking for spongebob because spongebob never really existed in a sense yeah. uh, so um, yeah but it's a, it's a great industry and uh, I think that's why you know it's full of passionate people who really care so for me personally if, if we can't make a project and, and it's beautiful and for whatever reason we don't get our hands on it as, lo if, as long as it gets made and, and you know kids get to see it um, you know and whatever if it goes on to win awards and various things and it, and it, and it means that uh, What's really lovely is when you know a new creator comes up with an idea and they and they get their, their uh, creation onto the screen and the kids love it and then they move on and they maybe become the next generation they become the next they become the new sort of the new kind of big companies or whatever you know they become the the next generation of um, strong creatives and I think it's kind of prevalent upon all, all of us broadcasters producers directors to kind of make sure that we keep getting the talent coming in I think that's the, one of the biggest challenges because in hard times. It's a, there is a tendency to go for the sort of tried and trusted, um, you know, taking risks. You know, that's 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 the art, I guess, in any big company. The moment that you stop taking risks, you know, that's that's the end, really. Um, but at the same time, yeah, it's, it's, a it's, it's, it's a balance. It's a dilemma. It's a balancing act, you know. Um, but I think that in any line, in any business, I think if you don't take risks, you don't you don't get the big rewards if you don't take some risks. So. How are you letting Nickelodeon? Thank you very much. I'm Frank Mosfall, a producer at Cool Production. Uh, we are presenting two projects at uh, Cartoon Forum, uh, Sunshine Kathy and uh, Babu, the two TV series we are developing. So is this your first time at the Cartoon Forum? This is the first time I'm presenting anything at Cartoon Forum. I've been as observer two times before. So how is it like being a presenter this year as opposed to sitting on the other side? <laughs> it's more relaxing to be an observer, but I'm very happy that I've been here as an observer before because then you know pretty much how it works. Um, so I, I recommend everyone to go as an observer if you have a chance. So how did you feel the presentation? You had a presentation today. How did you feel that went? 
I think it was uh, went pretty well. Uh, we'll see the results uh, a little bit later, but uh, I'm pretty happy with the presentation. I'm still nervous about the one tomorrow, <laughs> so that's what I'm nervous about and thinking mostly about now. As I've been coming to understood so far, it seems there's a lot of talk at the Cartoon Forum, and then deals are done more in Cannes or at other festivals. Yeah. You don't basically you get to introduce introduce your product at Cartoon Forum, and then one week from today, it's uh, MIP. Junior and MIPCOM, where you get to meet the same people and hopefully close some deals. <laughs> what has been the highlights for you so far, and is there anything in particular? Apart from my own presentation. presentation. No, obviously. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if there's anything else in particular that you're looking forward to seeing? Uh, the lunches are great. <laughs> I love the lunches. Good food um, and some wine as well. Um, I have liked some other presentation very much. It's really nice to see what uh, competitors and friends are doing as well. And it's good to meet all the people that you meet once a year. How has it been the presentations this year compared to previous years? Um, since I'm a little bit edgy and nervous about presenting my own uh, stuff this year, I think everything else is much better than it's been <laughs> any other years. And I'm like really jealous of the other people's projects, but I think it's because I'm really nervous. So you, the stakes are rising every year. Totally, totally. Um, so you have you actually have two projects being presented, which yeah. is pretty unusual. Yeah. Um, what are your secrets? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, maybe you don't want to tell them, but yeah. what's been your approach to now, um, as a producer, you can only present one project. Uh, I have been developing two projects, and I want to present it both. Uh, so one I have been co-producing with another company, and I asked if they could submit that project. Um, they did all the animation for Babu, so they sent that in and got it accepted. Um, but the secret is, there is no secret, just work hard. <laughs> and that leads on to my, my next questions, because there's a lot of animators listening to this, and, and probably a lot of them have uh, are aspiring with their own projects. Do you have any hints or tips if they want to come here one day and pitch the project? I think, um, at least when people come to our company to pitch projects, usually there is great design and great characters, but not so much story. So I think it would be cool to focus a little bit more on the stories for a lot of animators. Because I was talking to um, Nick Lodin earlier today, they also said that scripts are one of the most important things when pitching here. Yeah. And you don't see a lot of them up on screen, but for them to buy into the projects, the scripts are essential. Yeah, I was also talking to Cake uh, Distributor, and they said the key is to have good screenplays. And uh, I think that is also the most difficult part to get right. Have you been, apart from having your own presentations and being a bit nervous about that, have you been enjoying Stavanger so far? I haven't really seen Stavanger. <laughs> been too busy too at the forum. Yeah, I know. Uh, I hope to see it on Friday evening after I've finished all my presentations. I'll be drunk and happy and see Stavanger. <laughs> and uh, you plan to go to Cartoon Forum next year? I hope so. Yeah, totally. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Martin. That was great stuff. Uh, next week, we'll have another interview from, from uh, Cartoon Forum. But uh, now it's this week's classic movie review. Uh, it's not really that classic anymore, is it? Or, or anymore? <laughs> well, it might or, be. It's, yeah, it might be by the time I get to uh, edit this uh, show down to something uh, usable. <laughs> <laughs> Like anyway. the famous twenty-minute mark, anyways. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Pixar's Up is directed by, or was directed by Pete Doctor and co-directed by Bob Peterson. 
and it's from 2009 and here's the uh, trailer over the years they've taken you on amazing journeys to worlds you've never imagined and places you've only dreamed of this summer Disney Pixar will take you on their next great adventure with Carl Fredrickson. And he won't even have to leave his house. I'm going to try and give a short recap of Up for those of you who haven't seen it. Shame on you. Anyways, um, it's kind of a love story slash adventure story slash road movie um, about an old old geezer by the name of Carl Fredrickson. Uh, <laughs> and it's basically him honoring a promise he made to his wife in their youth uh, to go see the exotic South America. And he's worked in a theme park or a zoo as a balloon man or a balloon salesman. And his final um, uh, final hope of doing this, he ties thousands of balloons to his house, helium balloons, I, I guess, and uh, the house floats up, and uh, that's his um, means of travel to the South America. And unknowingly, unknowingly a, uh, a boy scout by the name of Russell gets trapped in the house during liftoff. And uh, they basically have to try and uh, make their way to the south of, uh, south of America. Uh, and they do so. They crash their house uh, almost at the planned destination. And um, this is only the beginning of the, the adventure in the movie. And uh, during their, um, their, their travel, um, they, they meet evil villains and an amazing, uh, amazing otherworldly creatures. And probably the cutest dog ever animated, Doug. Squirrel! <laughs> So, Alan, did you enjoy the movie? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Stop sleeping. Just uh, w- one word review. No, two word review. Almost perfect. Ooh, that's interesting. Care to elaborate? Yeah, this 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 is just really great filmmaking. And this is just Pixar doing what Pixar does best. Uh, absolutely amazing storytelling and... There's not much, much, not much to say about the animation except that it's, uh, it's, it's probably getting more and more realistic for each movie. Uh, it's hard to 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 pinpoint what's what's <laughs> so great about this movie, but it it, it doesn't have any of those uh, pop culture references that that I hate so much, and it, 
it, it doesn't have any awkward moments or it's it, it doesn't have a second half that doesn't work <laughs> like one some other movie we just saw <laughs> and yeah I, I thought it was just really really great a really great action adventure this is probably my second favorite movie after uh, the incredibles from pixar just uh, one question did it live up to your expectations it more than lived up yeah wow because I, I i looked at the trailer and i've seen the trailer so many times and you know after a while you get you you you, you think you have sort of an idea how this movie is going to be but then it turned out to be something really different and <laughs> there there are some there are some sequences in this movie that are just so geniusly told, uh, especially like the, the the first. I think the first ten yeah, first minutes. First twenty minutes. First ten yeah, twenty or, minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it's really great where they where they tell the story of uh, of this uh, seventy eight eight year old uh, guy and his his life and everything he's been through, and then they they could have shown that the sh- the first ten fifteen minutes or twenty minutes, whatever it was, it could have been a, a short movie by itself. It would have worked really well. Yeah, yeah. And also it's brilliantly funny. There, everything is <laughs> There's some amazing sequences in that movie. The the part where Russell um when he's going he meets uh is it Ellie his wife's name? Um and uh and he has to get his balloon and he has to walk over a plank uh to get it. And just the timing when the plank <laughs> breaks and he falls down, it's it's amazing. Yeah. There's there's a heart in this movie that uh I mean it's Pete Doctor. He did my all-time Pixar favorite movie, Monsters Inc. And um, and it, this definitely has the same warmth and than heart. Uh, and it's such a, a sweet emotional roller coaster. This movie, uh, especially at the end when Carl gives Russell the soda cork that he got from his his wife when they were kids. Yeah, uh, I, there, that there just were made... there were people crying in the in the audience, <laughs> just like. There were, there were people that had to leave during the, uh, the screening. I've never experienced anything like that. Uh, this just blew me away. There's, really a, there's a really clever and, and some nice surprises in this movie too. Like uh, one, uh, I mean, this is a spoiler, but we've already you know told a few parts of the story. Um, yeah. When uh, Carl and Russell meet uh, uh, Carl's big hero, the adventure. I can't, his name escapes me right now, but. And they have to escape because uh, they want to save Kevin the bird. Yeah. And they're being chased out of the Zeppeliner by all these dogs. And I was like, how how in the world is this 78-year-old guy who can hardly walk and this 8-year-old <laughs> kid going to escape from this huge <laughs> horde of dogs? Yeah. And, you know, it, they, they managed to do so. And it's pretty clever. And It, uh, it seems and it, totally believable for yeah. some reason. Yeah. I th- uh, and this is one shot where Russell gets pulled over the edge of this this abyss which you know yeah. it just makes your yeah. stomach cringe i mean yeah uh, and and uh we should probably add that we we saw the original version with the uh, yeah. no 3d no, no 3d glasses that no was 3d really... glasses and that was great just to see a, to experience the movie and i'm so glad we did that but um I noticed that there were quite a few mo- moments there where, where they wanted to scare you. They, they elaborately put in some moments there where, you, yeah, I mean, if you had the 3D glasses, you would probably fall off your chair. I nearly fall off, uh, fell off my chair. Well, you, you didn't. Yeah, you didn't need the glasses to fall off your chair. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, I, they, I mean, even the musical score uh, was really amazing. Uh, 
again by Michael. I don't know how you pronounce his last name, Giacchino or Giacchino. And and the voice talent too, I thought was perfect for the uh, characters. Yeah. There, there uh, was a, the only thing I didn't like was a couple of moments uh, there just after they met all the the scary dogs and they had this gag with the 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 uh, the leader. Oh, the squeaky voice. He had a squeaky voice, and I thought I thought it was funny. The actually the thing that bugged me more was actually that it was so. Um, so close to the voice of the cat in the Emperor's New Groove. Mm, I don't remember that, but uh, that's an all, uh, another great movie. Uh, super funny, and also there, there's, I mean, uh, I mean these are small things, but uh, like the balloons being attached to the fireplace in the house. Come on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah there of, was a, p- a couple of things like that, and and uh, just the, that the guy was able to. He, he was he was really a crippled old guy, and then suddenly he's running on top of this. Uh, Zeppeliner, this Zeppeliner, you know. But you kind of like buy that. into it. I mean, yeah, it doesn't matter. And also, like the the part where they. I mean, this is probably just me, but when they land in the south in South America, like it feels like it's the second day or the first day they're out on the on the trip. I mean, it's got to be a really fast house with balloons on top <laughs> but that was just like that's nitpicking i mean it's yeah you liked it yeah i thought it was great i really enjoyed it it's probably my second favorite pixar movie i think i'm a, I'm a sucker for sweet stories you're uh, a sucker for pete uh, doctor yes yeah but every pixar movie has a sort of a moral to it what do you think the moral of this story was you know, stay true to your dreams. Don't give up. <laughs> and keep an open mind. It was probably about uh, enjoying what you have, you know, uh, and, and leaving the past behind and uh, setting goals, uh, but enjoying the roads. Because uh, they're always criticized for uh, doing this kind of the same story in different uh, in, a, in a different environment. Every time, a lot of people say that the the Pixar movies are all the same. But I mean, the thing that I really, really enjoyed with this movie is the 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 crazy mix of characters you know you have a speaking dog called doug you have a a crazy dinosaur dodo rainbow colored bird called kevin you have an eight-year-old kid called i mean and and a 78 year old guy i mean it's (laughs) it's such a great uh group of characters for an adventure movie i mean it's such an unlikely group of characters yeah And, and it's so interestingly and clever cleverly done yeah who 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 else than uh, pixar could uh pitch uh, an old guy being this the hero of the movie it's it's just genius well miyazaki did uh, and some other guys yeah. probably but i mean it works really well and it's it's yeah. so cleverly done and yeah. it's so beautifully um yeah I'm, i know i'm starting to sound like a pixar horror but i mean it's just it's such a it's such a it's a really really good movie and the only thing that bugged me about the screening though and, and this is uh, probably due to the theater, but they didn't show the the, the short movie. The um, yeah, what was that all about? Yeah, I don't know. Um, so yeah, that, that was sucks. kind of a, I was really looking forward to seeing it on the big screen because I've only seen the YouTube version, hmm. where yeah. the quality isn't all that great. So that was kind of a letdown. But um, yeah, uh, should we put this on our list? Yeah, I, I'll just you know number one for me so far. Yeah, by far my number one. Really great movie. And next week, we'll uh, watch the classic movie Shrek from 2001. Uh, DreamWorks' first major hit, I uh, I seem to remember. So the only thing left, I guess, is to round up this week's ACP. 
Yes, and don't forget, we'll be back next week with more news and animation-related stuff. And as always, you can follow us on Twitter. That's twi.com slash acpnews. And please leave us a voicemail on Skype. Our username is, as always, animation, conversation, one word. And we will uh, play the clip on on, uh, on the air if you want us to. If you want us to. Yeah, have we actually gotten a voicemail yet? Uh, we there there was a guy that added us to uh, his uh, <laughs> Skype account. <laughs> That's as close as we're ever gonna get. We have the worst audience. <laughs> um, no, we don't. No, we don't. Yeah, the world's best audience. They're just shy, you know. Yeah. Uh, anyways, you can you can find find a link to uh, this the voicemail uh, on our website. Uh, if if you feel we're doing a good job and you want to support us, you can do that by pushing the donate button on our site. If you have any comments, you can also email us at feedback at animationconversation.com for tips. Yeah, and I I, I, I just wanted to to say that. Uh, um, it's a lot of work making these podcasts and we really do need your help because uh, it, would, it would be just great to, to have some input on, on how we should um, continue making it and uh, if, if you have a project you want to pitch uh, and or you want us you, to plug you, you know you want, it to, want us to plug it you can uh, you can call us and uh, we'll do an interview with you if we think it's a good idea and we're thinking about doing some touch-ups to the website. So if you have any comments or suggestions, you know, let us know. Yeah. And also don't forget to read our show notes where we put all the links related to this show. And our web address, if you don't know already, is animationconversation.com. So that's it for this week's Animation Conversation Weekly News. Until next time, have fun. And animate. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. This time it's uh, a software called Hitchcock. It's from um, uh, Cinemec um, uh, software. You can get it at cinemac.com slash cinecock. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's an interesting link. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll post the what, correct what one just in happened? the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, it's available at, <laughs> at cinemac.com slash hitchcock. That, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs>